Hey listeners, this is your host Brian Almeida. Just here to make a quick announcement before we get started. Beginning this week, I'm going to be doing a solo episode on Thursdays. Uh, these are going to be shorter episodes, somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes, uh, where I'll just be focusing on a subject uh, from my own personal life or something I've learned from a previous episode and just talking about the vulnerability of the situation and what I've learned from it and what you might be able to learn from it too. All right, guys, here we go with uh, this week's episode, and thanks for listening. Take care and bye for now. Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share the inspiring story of someone who has faced their share of vulnerability and been able to find success and fulfillment. We hope all our stories will help you find the strength within yourself to live the life you want and find success of your own. Leo Christopher said, Vulnerability is the essence of connection, and connection is the essence of existence. This is episode 23 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Shauna Arnott. Her childhood was pretty normal, and it wouldn't be until university when she'd face her first real challenges. Deciding to attend school five hours away from her hometown was difficult enough, but becoming a single mom at the same time brought it to a whole new level. Not only did she need to keep her grades up, she also held down a job to make ends meet. If you ask her, the only thing that made it easier was her community, mainly the one she found at her church. She specifically remembers a time when she was deathly ill and a member of her community randomly showed up at her door to provide a helping hand. These experiences would definitely provide the strength she needed to take a leap into entrepreneurship later on in life. It wouldn't be an easy journey by any means, as her first major event put her in some serious debt, leaving her pretty worn and torn after not being sure if she was going to make it back and if she was chasing the right thing. Now, Hasten Hustle, her major annual event, is becoming a huge success, attracting speakers like Gary Vaynerchuk and this year, Sir Richard Branson. She's a great example of how perseverance and not being afraid to face the wilderness can pay off. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Shauna Arnott. Hey, Shauna, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm excited to have you on. It sort of happened very quickly. <laughs> you sent me a quick message. I sent you one back, and here we are. So I'm glad to have you on. I know a bit about your story and sort of the, uh, I would say, the struggles you've had with Ace and Hustle, but I'm sure that's not the uh, the only story you can share with us today. Um, but yeah. Thanks again for coming on. My pleasure. I'm so happy to be here and I'm excited for your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. So the first question I ask every guest is what is your definition of vulnerability? Oh boy, started off easy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me it's uh, vulnerability really just means being open about the struggles that you have as well as the things that you um, that you can celebrate. Um, and just not trying to hide from the challenges and be willing, being willing to share on that um, so that you can help others um, avoid those errors or avoid those challenges or work through them or give people um, some inspiration to get through that sort of thing. I think, um, yeah, so I think it's really just about being open about the challenges, the pitfalls, as well as the celebrations. 
No, awesome. And and it's funny because that pretty much defines my podcast. So <laughs> good, <Yeah>. good definition. <laughs> well, maybe I should be your co-host. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's been a few people where I'm like, maybe you should be doing this. So <laughs> it's not the first time. So what would you say would be your earliest memory of facing some sort of vulnerability or struggle in your life? Oh, boy. Um... Probably, you know, I, I, I had a fairly, you know, I, it's funny, I have, I had a pretty simple, easy childhood, like I didn't have any like, horrible things happen to me or anything like that. But I think, you know, I, I, I started to face the, you know, challenges mostly post high school. When I, you know, I went to university, I had my son, and I had to overcome the challenges of being a single parent to a baby when I was in university living five hours north of my hometown and just under, you know, kind of having to um, look away from any, um, you know, judgment that I got, even though I, I was an older student, it wasn't like I was a teenage parent or anything, but, you know, I still got, you know, probably some judgment and, and some of those things. Um, and then just the challenge of actually doing it, you know, getting up at 5am every day to make sure, you know, I was getting Noah fed and ready and off to school and having to drop him off and minus 40 at sometimes, and, you know, and getting to class on time and, and keeping my marks up and trying to make some friends and, and then also having to work a job. I worked a job as well while I was in university and like all those things. Um, and just studying and staying up all night sometimes and having to complete, you know, um, these crazy reports for science classes and different things. And, um, and then still trying to just have fun and enjoy being a parent and enjoy, you know, being a human and having just friends and fun and stuff like that too. You know, you, you kind of sometimes lose that when you're in those crazy busy times. Um, so I'd say that was probably the first time in my life where I was challenged outside of my, you know, cap what I felt I was capable of. And then I had to then, you know, dig down and, and find strength and find energy and find, you know, the resources to overcome that and to work through it. And I think that was probably the first time I was 22, 23. So. Well, I mean, I think that's unfortunate. It's fortunate in some ways, but in other ways, you know, I'm sure it was still uh, difficult to deal with. I mean, I, I, the reason I say fortunate in some ways is I guess at that age, you, you had gone through a few things in life and probably had some skills that helped you um, you know, get through that situation. And and speaking of, like, what would you say specifically helped you overcome, you know, the, those struggles at that time? I know you talked about finding the strength and finding the energy, but was there anything that you did specifically to help you sort of get through that time or maybe people that helped you, whatever it might have been? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was 100% um, reaching out. I, I, I attend church every week, and I found one when I went up to Sudbury. That's where I went to university. And it was immediate when I went there. I had people offering to drive me places. And one woman who I don't even know, she just worked in the nursery, came up to me afterwards and just said to me, she's like, if you ever need anyone to drive you anywhere, it could be the middle of the night. Just give me a call. 
or, you know, because I didn't even have a car. And I ended up finding this family who the daughter and I ended up having several classes together at school, so that worked out well. And then um, they attended that church, and then they had me over every Sunday for um, lunch, and they, you know, became like a second family up in that area and helped me so much. And I think it was that. It was like reaching out and getting connected to people that were supportive and loving and just willing to just come alongside me. And that was a hundred percent how I got through that. Because let me tell you, I remember there was a time when Noah was so sick, so sick, and I was so sick. We were both so sick together. And then, uh, no, no, I was so sick. He was not that sick. He had been sick and then he got better. And then I got so sick. And I just remember I was lying on the couch in my living room and I couldn't even hardly move. And he was like one and a half and he was kind of toddling around and he just sort of toddled into the kitchen and I could hear him like making noise. And I went in there like a minute or two later and he had dumped out, he'd opened the like cupboard and dumped out rice and Cheerios all over the kitchen floor and I was like deathly ill okay <laughs> so I was like I cannot and it was cold outside it was the winter and I just remember looking at him and going oh my gosh this is the hardest thing and I couldn't even bring myself to clean it up I was just so sick and um and then my friend this girl who I met church she came over like 10 minutes later it was just coincidence she just stopped by because she knew I wasn't well and she just was like here how about I take Noah out and she took him out to McDonald's to the playland and to have like lunch or something and just like let me sleep and she cleaned up the kitchen for me and like I was like oh my gosh like this is what it's meant you know and and that's the power of having you know really good people in your life who just once in a while are there when you really need them and i think when you're going through the challenges of life having a good support network is a hundred percent the key to success in getting through that like i could never do what i do and go through the challenges that i've gone through on my own without family friends great colleagues and peers it's all essential. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Uh, some of what I'm starting to speak about um, as I'm figuring things out over the past, uh, you know, 10 to 12 months, I, I mean, whether you noticed or not, or whether anybody noticed, you know, I was very heavily on social media, and then I just sort of disappeared. And as I'm making sort of my return now, it's because I needed to really figure out sort of what I wanted to talk about. But one of the things that I talk about is finding your circle which is what you're talking about there. And I can, I couldn't agree more. If you don't have the right support, um, you know, it, it makes it that much harder. I mean, last year I met a lot of people in a short period of time and thought I had made many friends. And what I found out over the long term is that, you know, there's a lot of those people are acquaintances and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's only a core group of them that are, are really like the true friends, the people that reached out were like, what's going on? What's happening? Is something wrong? You know, like, yeah. and have helped me sort of make this comeback. So I couldn't agree with you more in terms of that. Yeah. What I find interesting though, is as you're telling that story, I could not imagine, I don't know if it's just that part of Ontario or something, but I could not imagine doing that. Like where I live now, like Brampton, Mississauga, Toronto area. I could not imagine meeting complete strangers and being like, yeah, that's fine. You can, you can help me with my kid. I couldn't well, imagine that. <laughs> I, I don't even think I ever called that woman to be honest with you, but she, did, <laughs> she did just 
come and I'll, like we we ended up chatting after church and she just sort of you know I was just telling her about myself and how we just moved up and you know all this stuff and the other and she was like well if you ever need anything like she was genuine like I know that I could have she gave me her number and I saw her every week and she always asked me how I was and you know um but yeah it was an incredible community and then even just back home here like I have the same situation with within my community and I, I I love it you know like I love having those people who are just willing to to kind of stick their neck out for you a little bit but yeah I know it's actually kind of funny when you think about it <laughs> would you say yeah, that do you do you think it has something to do with that relationship to to church and faith possibly or I just think a, so. yeah. I think so there you know I've always relied heavily on it and um and definitely just found the community and the welcoming nature of people i mean certainly there are people within christian faith that are not good people but <laughs> um mostly you meet just such lovely lovely folks and and people willing to just help you whatever you in whatever you can like it i i would have no hesitation in calling up you know certain people from my church and saying hey can you come and look after noah for the afternoon if i needed it or you know obviously yeah, yeah. not anymore he's seven. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know like it was it's always that's always and i even look at my mom i mean like my mom goes around and she like makes meals for women who just had babies or you know and she goes and does all this stuff for people and it's all like really practical support stuff but i'm like that is the kind of community stuff and i mean i'm sure it's a, a other types of faith-based organizations i don't think it's just um specific to christian faith but i think it's just nice if you can find a community of people that are willing to just support you and feed into your life and just you know provide you with practical support and then also come along beside you in a loving way that they can, you know, just be an ear to an ear to listen, shoulder to cry on if you need it, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then someone to celebrate with you. No, awesome. So you know, I think all those things are essential, and I I found it within my faith. But um, yeah, that's always meant a lot to me. No, I just a different perspective and just trying to understand it. I mean, myself, <laughs> I I grew up, uh, you know, I was baptized and all that, but I didn't really, you know. I didn't go to church or anything like that. My wife went to Catholic school, so we grew up very differently. And so I just sort of, and my wife's Filipino and the Filipino culture is <laughs> very, <laughs> they're very religious people. And so it just it wanted to get a perspective because I, me, myself, I haven't practiced that much. And so just wanted to get your perspective on it. Yeah, so yeah. aside from, you know, you said, you know, it was the people and building community that, that helped you overcome the situation, but what new strength did you discover in yourself going through all this? Like, what, what did you, what, what did you find out from going through these things? Um, I think that I found that, um, I could do whatever I wanted to do if I put my mind to it. Like I really did see that that was an option. Like it was like, Oh, I don't have to have all these things in place and you know my life doesn't have to be perfect and all this stuff in order for me to achieve a goal I want if I want to do something I can just go do it and um sometimes there's just a few more obstacles in the way but that's just part of the part of the process and so I think I learned a lot about that and then also just um the strength to keep going you know like a lot of people will 
hit up against a wall and think, oh, I just can't do this anymore or whatever, and then not keep going. Or they hit up against a wall, they stop and they sort of intend to go back or intend to fix it, and then they don't again. And I think that, you know, if you can, you can get hit, you can get you know, knocked down and knocked off the, the, the mountain a little bit, but if you start climbing again, you know, you'll, you'll get to the top, but if you don't, you never will. So, I mean, I ended up doing my degree in, in chunks. So like I did the first few years, the first couple of years, and then I took another year off and then I ended up getting married and then I went back for a year and moved back to Sudbury on my own with, um, with Noah, sorry, me and Noah, he was in grade one, I think at the time or two and, um, and my husband stayed here and then I came back and then I had one more year and I went back on my own and did it. So like, it took me a while, but like, and I had some things that stopped me at times, but I still always went back. And so I sort of learned that about myself that I won't let a challenge that stops me, stop me forever. Cause it can stop you for a minute or a, uh, a year or a month, but it doesn't have to stop you forever. Sounds like perseverance. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you yeah, use that yeah. word, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it sounds like perseverance, which I, again, you know, couldn't agree more. I, I faced that, you know, myself and, and I think a lot of us do just because, you know, it's, it, I feel like nowadays more than ever, it's easier to get deterred only because we see the successes and I, people that can't see me, I put air quotes because you know, we see what, what, what people put out there and we may think that everybody's successful and everybody's figured it out, but then it's not necessarily true. So I feel like you have to have that perseverance. You have to have sort of that self-awareness too, um, to keep yourself going. Cause it's not, it's not, it, especially, I mean, I, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but in entrepreneurship, especially like it's a lonely game, like, yeah, you have support, you have teams around you, but at the end of the day, it's, it's up to you and how much you're willing to persevere. To, to make yourself successful so um the truth right there <laughs> <laughs> well it's a good thing that you were able to to find that strength and continue to persevere because i'm sure it's, it's helped you you know the, the next question it's it's one that i'm trying to reformulate because what i used to ask people was how many times would you say you've faced real struggle and vulnerability in your life and then people would look at me like well i don't know like 10 like <laughs> and then i had one good gentleman who actually sort of challenged me with the question saying you know compared to who um so what I'm trying to, to get at now is, is I want to sort of understand like the vulnerabilities and struggles that you faced, what kind of, uh, you know, emotional toll have they taken on you? Would you say that it's really affected your life or not so much? I mean, you, you sort of touched on that at the beginning saying that you, you know, growing up, you had a pretty, you know, easy childhood. Um, but would you say any of the other struggles and vulnerabilities, whether it was, you know, being the single parent and trying to go to school and whether it's in becoming an entrepreneur, what sort of emotional toll would you say that they've taken on you? Um, well, right now I, I've gone through like the past three years have been, you know, really, really challenging because I started my business and it's been, you know, really hard. But now we're, I'm kind of um, sort of rounding the bend. And so right now I feel like I'm at the end of a bit of a, a wilderness, so, shall we call it. <laughs> um, and so I feel like a bit worn and torn. You know, I feel emotionally, you know, browbeaten and, and tired, you know, like I'm like, I just need a bit of a reprieve at the, at the moment. Um, so, <laughs> but I mean, 
I, I, I tend to always be very um, optimistic and, and happy. Like those are kind of my go-to emotional states and I can sort of remain in those things. Um, but I would say that, you know, sometimes I, I was describing this to someone actually yesterday, you know how you have an elastic and if you pull it really tight and held it really tight for a long time, it loses its elasticity and it becomes weird. Like it doesn't work anymore. I kind of feel like I've, pushed myself so hard that I'm, I've been in that tense tension. I've, I've held that tension for too long. And so now I'm like a little, like, I need to kind of go back and focus a little bit more on my own personal self care. And I think that I'm, I'm starting to do that now. And so I would say that that's where I, I get challenged and that's where I've, you know, kind of arrived at at the moment um being fully vulnerable and honest with you <laughs> um and so things happen where you you lose your ability to do certain things when you're in that state right so you lose some ability like for me i i i get overwhelmed and i kind of reduce my communication to a point where i'm like just kind of just doing the bare minimum or i just shut down a little bit or you know and i have to like actually sit and say to myself no these are what you have this is what you have to do today and um you know and i i force myself through it and it's hard and then you know like yesterday for instance actually just i was so tired and i think just the emotional stress of a bunch of stuff that's happened good stuff too can really put you in that state too so i've actually had some really great things happening lately um but tons of work and tons of stress uh, in terms of like getting things done so yesterday I was like so tired at like 3 30 in the afternoon I went I decided to take a nap and I never do that ever I, I just was like so tired and I lied down um and I did not wake up till like nine o'clock at night <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh like what just happened here and then I was like oh annoyed because I'm like oh no I'll never sleep tonight and you know on and on but I did, I like stayed up for like an hour and a half and then I went back to sleep. <laughs> and, I'm, and so like, it's those times where you're like, oh, I really needed it. Now yeah. I wasn't feeling well either. So it kind of was a, a little bit of a part of it, but I was like, holy smokes. Like this is what happens when you overdo it. And I think that I tend to do that. So, I don't know. Is that the answer? That no, the answer? no. That, and that <laughs> makes sense. I mean, I've seen a lot of, a lot of people in my own life that, have gone through burnout without even realizing it. And then when it hits you, it's like, Oh my God, like you're saying, like you don't, you don't feel it necessarily in the moment, but then it's when it, when it finally hits you, you're like, okay, yeah, you know what? I needed this time, whether it's taking a nap or whether it's, you know, that you need just time for yourself or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So completely yeah. makes sense. That, um, so w w would you be able to share any other stories that, that you have of, you know, other struggles and vulnerabilities that you faced? I mean, you just said that, a lot of what's happened over the past few years. What is it that's happened over the past few years that's, you know, caused sort of that, those feelings at times and stuff like that? Well, I mean, so when I started Haste and Hustle, I started it, you know, in a very um, naive and um, idealistic way. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, I'm an event planner. I can plan a large event and everyone will come and I'll just get the right people and it'll, it'll plan itself. What a joke that is. Anyway, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and so I, I did and I, I booked Gary V and I just figured, well, if Gary V is coming, everyone will want to come and I'm going to sell tickets and I'm going to, you know, start to do something really cool that I design. And, um, 
unfortunately that's not what happened you know like i i hired gary and casey neistat and manjeet minhas and a number of other really great speakers and i just assumed that that was the um, answer to this event and it definitely was not and i really learned and so that first year i really learned the hardest lesson of my career which was you know the effort that you have to put into sales and the strategy and all that initially is is key and um so we i ended up losing a ton of money that year on on that event and you know it was pretty much really ready and willing to just kind of pack it in and think man this is not gonna work but you know back to the perseverance um <laughs> uh it was actually really nice because gary um you know offered to come and do a second event with me pro bono as a way to help me um earn that money back and um and he did and i you know learned a lot of lessons and tried to apply them and the second year I got that much better, not perfect yet, but still that much better. And we, you know, earned a lot of money and I was able to like recoup, you know, a lot of the costs, not all of them were still actually finishing paying off those, um, those debts. And, um, you know, it was for me so hard because I saw the impact on, you know, businesses that had worked with me and, and, and different things that I was like, oh, this is the worst feeling ever. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to ever have that impact on someone's, um, business. And so, that that was you know that was really the hardest part of the past few years and then in the second year when we were doing that free um that event that gary offered to do free you know i just didn't have enough staff and i couldn't afford to pay people and so i was doing it all on my own and you know so there was a lot of balls dropped there too just from lack of you know support but at the same time that the both events ended up going really well like were you at that second event I was at the second one. Yeah, yeah, I won the I won the tickets from your Facebook. Oh, that's conference. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So I mean, you know, it was they're they're great events, and and you know, and so I just feel like sometimes I I'm not risk averse enough. You know, I take <laughs> like I don't know. I get a little bit um, caught up in in the hype sometimes, and so I have to kind of back away. But I think that that's just you know because when you're in business you realize the impact that what you do it has impact on everybody the for me it's the, the suppliers i work with and the stakeholders in my business and the the people who come to the events and the you know and even my family and my friends like they see all, all. so i think that when we look back when i look back i i think i would i wish that i had the ability to recognize that a little earlier on and um to kind of pump the brakes a little bit but at the same time my business also grew significantly through those experiences and through those things that i learned and the, the perseverance has allowed me to stick through those hard times and now i'm really starting to see the fruits of that labor and so really at the end of the, at the on the other side of the wilderness is always the, <laughs> the goodness you know so it's just sticking it through i guess Pierce no for sure i mean and and the one thing i sort of grasped at the end there and, and it's a saying that i've heard recently a quote that i've probably mentioned a few times either on this podcast or outside of this is that there's no such thing as failing only learning 
And that's something that I pull from what you just said is that, you know, you, you may feel like you failed, but realistically, if you step back for a second, it's more so that you learned something because if you failed completely, the haste and hustle wouldn't exist anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. But instead, you were able to take whatever happened and learn from it so that you can improve the next time. And I mean, I would like we just said, I was at that second event and I wouldn't have even known, to be completely honest with you, that there was things that didn't go right because it seemed to go pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know the only thing that that I think got a little out of control was uh, when you had Gary signing books in the, the VIP oh, yeah. lunchroom. Yeah, people just went kind of bonkers. But like, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you bring somebody like Gary. Uh, to an event and you give people an opportunity to meet them, you're going to have that sort of, you know, a little bit of craziness going on. It's funny because, you know, in the first year, Gary got a a bunch of attention, but Casey is the guy who got all the attention. Like Hmm. I had people like stalking the building and like trying to find entryways and we had to set up a very secure area. And I hadn't anticipated that because I mean, I knew he was famous, but I just, I guess I underestimated how famous he was. Yeah. And to me, Gary was the bigger guy. It turned out that Casey was the bigger guy. And like people were jumping over the stanchions just to touch him. And I was like, guys, like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, leave the guy alone. Like, I, I felt bad for not recognizing that for him. Um, but it was just part of, part of the learning. Yeah. But yeah, I know that. But that book signing at Generation Now was a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just, just so many people try and sneak in, and if they do, they get in. And I don't know. We've, yeah. We've, we've buttoned that down. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you can only do it so much. And like yeah. I said, it wasn't that like nuts. But I just I, that's the only thing I noticed that entire day that didn't seem to maybe go as planned. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, most of us, I, I know, I got my signing, and and I think everybody got their you know, whatever it was, 10 seconds or 15 seconds to meet him and shake his hand. And I hope to meet him again one day, but we'll see, um, you know, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But so all these things that, that you've, that you've gone through the, the, the schooling, the, the struggles with haste and hustle, how would you say all of them have helped you get to where you're at now with your company? Um, you know, I know that you've got Richard Branson coming next year, which I mean, must have been unbelievable to book somebody like that. So how would you say everything that you've sort of gone through has helped you get to where you're at right now? Um, I think it all comes back down to the um, just knowing that you can do whatever you want. Um, and you just got to make you can you can make happen whatever you want to make happen. It, it really for me, I mean, I'm just some solopreneur living in a small town and yet here I've managed to do all these you know significant book these significant speakers and no one would even know walking like I sometimes look out my window as people are walking by and think you have no idea what we're cooking up in this house you know (laughs) (laughs) and it's kind of funny and you know because I end up working with a lot of celebrities and so I think uh you know I learned that I can just do whatever I want like going away to university was you know, with Noah and everything, I never thought I could do that, but then I just went and did it and it worked. And then, you know, when I wanted to go back to school and study event management, I just did it and it worked, you know, like at the end of the day, you can just, it's just, you have to be willing to give something up. Creature comforts is usually the thing you're going to give up, you know? And so I did, I didn't, I'm not really that worried about creature comforts. <laughs> so, um, if you're willing to give something up, you can achieve whatever you want, I think. And and then again, back to the perseverance, just knowing that 
giving up is really the the only thing that turns um, a challenge into a failure. No, and, I, yeah. So. Sort of a, a sidebar, but something from that. You said oh. you know you you sort of you've met lots of celebrities or you you meet lots you interact with them. And the one thing that sort of has come to me recently in, in reading, I read a lot more books recently and just I've list, listened to a lot more podcasts as well. And the one thing that I, I think is is really interesting as I've sort of learned about people that you see as celebrities is that, you know, they're just people, um, you know, like they their story is probably the same as yours or mine or anybody else's in terms of like how they came up you know, I'm sure there's a few celebrities that, you know, generationally, they came up through family and stuff like that. But for the most part, these people that we see as celebrities had the struggles had the issues. I mean, I remember uh, listening to an interview with Lewis Howes. And it's actually what really pushed me to get started on doing my podcast, because he talked about, you know, being in his early 20s, living on his sister's sofa and all these sort of things. And I was just like, Oh, my God, you know, I, I looked at this guy on social and thought, uh, this guy's, you know, like popular, and he's this and he's that and and there's, you know, he's never had anything wrong in his life. And then you hear about his story. And you're like, Oh, wow, like, you know, I, you know, lost my job a couple of years ago, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I, I just sort of, again, like a sidebar, I don't know if you found the same thing in meeting these people or, or... Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't think I was ever really a starstruck person. Um, although I have to say, I, I'm so, I admire Gary so much that when I do see him in the times that I've gone to interview him and stuff like that, I do feel like tongue tied, which is kind of funny. That's like the extent of my starstruckness. <laughs> um, and I, and I get a little like, like just quiet. Whereas, you know, with most people, I'm very like chatty and I can certainly have great conversation. But yeah, I never really get that. Like, I'm not demonstratively um, excited. You know, I'm, I am internally, I'm like, it is exciting to meet famous people and, and whatnot. But I certainly don't look at them and think, oh, you're so much better than me or anything like that. Like, we're all just, but I don't think I'm better than them either. Like, I just think that, you know, we all have a story. We're all humans. We all get up and put our pants on like at a time <laughs> yeah, yeah. like I just don't see you know for me you know when I look around and I think okay well these people have more money in their bank account and have more people that know who they are that's what fame is right typically and yeah. so and and sometimes it's just more people who know you who you are so I I just think ah oh, I, I don't know those aren't like qualities that I think are so exciting so I don't know maybe I'm just too boring I guess no no I, I, <laughs> no but I think I it's I don't worry it, I just doesn't phase me yeah no, and I think that's a great thing to to have and and you know I like I said I think it's just for me what I've realized over the last little while is like what you're saying is that it's sure they might have more followers or whatever and they might have more money but at the end of the day they're still just a person they're still mm -hmm. just a, a human being and and that's the realization I've come to as well not that I've met a bunch of of, of famous people or celebrities at this point but it's just like I said, through listening to their stories or reading their stories, you, you begin to realize, like, like you said, even before as well, you can do anything you want. And when I look at these people's stories, that's pretty much what it was, is that they had this decision at some point in their life that they're going to do what they want to do, and then they're going to make it work. And it's mm -hmm. what drives me. And so, you know, hearing your story, hearing other people's stories who have been on here, reading people's stories, whatever it is, is really sort of motivating me now, because I'm realizing, like, the only thing that's really holding me back is me. 
you know, it's that, that negative self-talk or those things that we tell ourselves that's holding us back and not really any, we can blame it on a hundred other things, but at the end of the day, we're the only ones that are in control. And so if we just have that, you know, perseverance and, and that, you know, sort of mindset of I can do what I want to do, I think we can as well. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like I sit around and I have self-doubt and negative talk has been through my head a lot and it's not like I think that I can do whatever I want to do just because I'm so baller. I just think, <laughs> any, I think anyone can. Like, I honestly do believe that anyone can do whatever the heck they want to do. It's just people don't, aren't willing to make the sacrifices to do the things they want to do. Um, and they're too worried about what people will think. And then they also buy into their own um, negative self-talk oh, I can't do this, or it's too hard, or, you know, something, or they'll start to do it, and then, like, a little, you know, bump in the road will happen, and they'll be like, okay, this is not working, I'm not going to do it anymore. That's not, it, it, I mean, it's still really hard, and it's still, you know, something that you have to be cognizant of, I think, um, but I also do 100% believe it. Well, like I said, I think it's an important mindset to have, and I think more of us need to sort of adapt it. And it's not that all of us need to become entrepreneurs or millionaires or whatever, but it's just that ability to know that if there's something you want, you have to go out and get it, whether it's a different career, job, whatever it might be. Like you, you, you just have to have the enough drive, I guess it is, to want it. And like you said, make sacrifices. And I, I've seen both of those in, in my life over the last few years, and and I'm sure it won't be the last time. <laughs> without yeah. a doubt so, yeah. um, so would you say at this point in your life that you found success and fulfillment or that you're still on your journey towards it um I yeah I feel I feel fulfilled and I feel I feel successful although I still have goals that I haven't reached yet but I'm still feel I still very feel very successful and knowing that I'm doing what I really like knowing that I can get up and walk upstairs to my office and sit here and not have to <laughs> fight traffic and you know all the things that I don't like to have to do um and I have great friends and family and and all those things to me are the most important things so yeah I feel successful I feel fulfilled I'm very happy and um you know I have a lot of I have a lot to be grateful for so much I can't even list it all in one breath <laughs> you know um but i i but it doesn't change the fact that i still have goals that i i'd like to see come to fruition and 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 things that i'd like to improve upon and all that stuff but it's all part of the journey no definitely and and i i, I but i like your answer there because i think a lot of people uh, unfortunately in in i guess again today's society when we look at success we think it's you know all about money and and certain you know accolades and stuff like that and for you to sort of tie your success and fulfillment to the fact that you feel happy and that mm -hmm. fact that you know you're you're in a place in your life where you know you don't like you said you don't have to travel hours for work or whatever i think that it's important that you've you've defined it a and then b that it's not sort of the societal definition and and that you feel good about where you're at because again it's i, I get that that thing of comparison is one of the things that i think stops a lot of us and and you know it's important that we sort of define things for ourselves and uh, you know i was the same way last year when i was trying to start my own business i was like you know uh, i got it to be successful i've got to be making you know a million dollars and this and that and have this and have that and then i realized that really wasn't success for me 
Um, but you know, it, it, we all go through it. We all go through these times and, and that's how I think we come to these sort of definitions at the end of the day. So, mm -hmm. but, uh, but glad to hear it. And, uh, so I'm down to the last couple questions. Um, this last one is one that basically I want to, everybody that listens, I want to give them the opportunity to walk away from your episode or any of the episodes and sort of have some key takeaways, some tips that they can use to implement in their own life, to overcome their own struggles, the own vulnerabilities that they have. So if you could give three key takeaways from your journey um, that have helped you sort of progress that somebody else could use, what would those three takeaways be? Um, I think three takeaways to be successful are being completely honest with yourself and your core team about where you're at, where, you know, how you feel and, and, and being able to admit when you're wrong and when you've made a mistake and then turn around and seek it seek advice and support and alternatives for moving to move forward um that's one which is sort of like a bunch but <laughs> um to be completely appreciative and grateful for the people who do support you it's an it's an issue that i or that's a, a piece that i have not always been that great at in my heart i feel it but i'm not always, i haven't always been great at communicating it and I've started to, um, and I, in the past year, have been much more so. But I think that's huge because there's so many people out there willing to support and love and guide you. And all you need to some is, is to truly appreciate that because it's, it's, there's so much value in that. And um, also, you know, sort of back to the, what we do, what we're talking about, you know, knowing that you can do whatever you want, um, you know, as long as it's legal and, and <laughs> good for the earth and world and humanity, I think go for it. Um, and just stick it through, like, just keep going. You will succeed if you are, you know, I mean, you have to still have openness and talent and, you know, and, and certain things to, you know, get through it. But I would say perseverance is um, a huge indicator of success. I can have that. No, definitely. Number two is uh, number two there, uh, and the appreciation and gratitude point is something I I I, put, I tell everybody um, in terms of like if you have any problem in your life, gratitude will fix it, and and that's just my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong, but I really believe it because I've seen it work for myself and just in my own life and the improvements I've had in my own life. I even just said to my boss at, at my factory job the other day that you know, if, if we showed a little more appreciation to people, it would fix a lot of the problems. I said, well, humans, I don't think we're all that complex. I think if we communicate well enough and we show enough appreciation and gratitude for each other, it tends to do good things for building teams, relationships, whatever it is. I mean, it's helped my marriage, um, you know, through better communication and gratitude and just even family relationships and everything. So mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, number two there is one that I definitely want to preach a little bit more about it just because I definitely believe in, in the whole gratitude and appreciation thing. Yeah, it's been a game changer for me. No, definitely. So the last thing isn't so much a question, but more an opportunity for all my guests to sort of promote anything that they've got going on, put the word out there for themselves, whether it's their website, social or free in your case and events. So uh, the floor is yours. Go ahead. 
Oh, well, that's nice. Um, <laughs> so I'd love to see all of you at um, Haste and Hustle. It's an event to serve and support emerging entrepreneurs. And it's happening on April 1st, 2020 in Toronto at the at Meridian Hall, which was formerly the Sony Center. And you can get your tickets on hasteandhustle.com. Awesome. And then where would the best places to be to follow you? I know I met you, I think through LinkedIn, but I don't know if that's the one you prefer. <laughs> yeah, so LinkedIn, you can find me at Shauna Arnott. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Shauna Claire one or just at Haste and Hustle. And Haste and Hustle is sort of our tag for or our um, name for Twitter and Facebook group and all that stuff. You can find us everywhere. Awesome. We're going to be on TikTok soon. So who knows? Oh, okay. Well, I've been, everybody's been talking about that. I haven't looked into it yet, but uh, I'm assuming that I'm going to need to at some point. Um, but yeah, I'll make sure to tag as much as I can in the, in the show notes in terms of everything that's going on. This will be out well before April 1st. So um, people will be able to uh, hopefully listen in and, and if they're interested in go, I'm hoping to go as well. Um, uh, just, uh, yeah, just trying to get everything figured out last year, spent a lot of money trying to start my business <laughs> and oh, it didn't, didn't work out. So I, you know, trying to get everything back in, in order this year, but, uh, I definitely would love to join because I, it was, it was a great event the last time met some new people, saw some old friends and, and just had an overall great day and came out of it with a lot of, uh, new knowledge. And, and so, yeah, so I, I hopefully will make it, but, uh, just want to, you know, finish off by thanking you for coming on. Thank you for sharing so openly. You know, again, the whole point of this podcast, the, the title of it is Vulner, Vulnerable with the word ABLE capitalized because I want to get people to realize that no matter what struggles and vulnerabilities you face, you're still able to get through it and get to where you want to go. And I think your story definitely presented that in a, in a pretty clear way. So um, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing so openly. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk again soon. Thank you. It's been a real honor to be on here. So thanks so much. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Vulnerable Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out and means more than you know. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching Vulnerable Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at the B-E-L-M-E-D-A, that's the B-E-A-L-M-E-I-D-A, or by searching my name on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, please let me know as I would love to interview them for the show. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and see you next week.